Danielle Jenkins, what's happening? Um, the weather is not nice here today. You guys are experiencing lots of stuff in California. It is true. We've had a lot of rain here and hopefully it'll be over by the time this show comes out. And yeah, we've had, oh my God, six inches of rain with mudslides, electricity's out, all sorts of stuff, but nothing is happens in moderation here in Northern California, San Francisco Bay Area. It seems like Silicon Valley is just wide open all the time. So <laughs> that, that's what happens. And you, you've had a bunch of snow. But today we are not talking about the weather. We are talking about how to create your company's cancellation policy and what it should look like to, well, how to create it, one, and then what a fair one looks like. Because if you have possibly too aggressive of a cancellation policy, you can make people, customers mad. By the same token, you need to preserve your business Mm -hmm. and the investment that you've made because someone initially made a commitment. That's a great intro, Brandon. Love that. Um, Yeah, guys. So I wanted to share today, we had a few people write in saying that they really needed help with a company cancellation policy for their clients, their services, um, anything like that, whether you're a massage therapy person, a house cleaner, lawn person, like whatever it may be, it's always important to have a company cancellation policy. So it's important, one, you don't think you need one until your business starts to suffer. Um, It's so true because you start getting lenient. You start, oh, it's not a big deal here. It's not a big deal there. Then your money is on the line. Your time is on the line. Brandon's huge about time. Um, And it's true. You know, there's there's so many things when you have last minute cancellations just because somebody can't be bothered. you know, and then, yeah, it starts to take a toll on your your time, your energy, and your money. So I wanted to put a few must-haves in here when it comes to having a cancellation policy and when you create one. Um, there are just a few points when you're putting it together to help you make it easier. And you guys can make this suit you and your business as much as possible, but don't be scared. And I say that because you need to have clients that respect your business and not take advantage of you. And I find that since COVID, and Brandon, maybe you can add to this, that people seem to be a little bit more careless with other people's time and money. Uh, do you do you agree with that? I don't know yet, but I'm going to let you keep talking <laughs> and figure it out. All right. All right. So um, I'll just get right into it. Must-haves for creating a company cancellation policy. Number one, a time frame to cancel your service or appointment without a penalty. So for example, we give 24 hours um, because we always have a waiting list of clients. So 24 hours is perfect time to be able to get a new client or an, another person waiting in that time. So if a client scheduled for Monday emails today to say that they need to cancel their appointment on Monday, they will not have a penalty. Um, with that... You need to have a late cancellation penalty. So if they do it inside of the time frame that you're given. So for our clients, if they give 
less than 24 hours notice uh, from their appointment start time, they need to pay 50% of what the service would have been. And I know some people here, they do like hourly or not set times or whatever, but you can figure that out accordingly. So for us, if they have a job that's $400 um, in you know, tomorrow, for example, and they email now, we're going to have to charge them $200 of that because our employees are guaranteed uh, stable work hours. So it's not our employees' fault that our uh, clients canceled. So we would pay our employees anyway. So if we can't fill it with any of our waiting list clients or anything like that, then we're still going to pay our staff. And at least that 50% covers the wages and the expenses for that staff member to be covered um, payroll-wise. Number three, a contact for cancellations. Have it clear in your policy. So ours is you must cancel your service via email, not phone, because we've had the countless times of, well, I called you and left a message. No, you didn't, Susan. We know you didn't. Um, so it must be via email to our main headquarters office email within business hours. This is another one. We've gotten people email at 3 a.m. to cancel for the following day like on a Friday or something for Monday. Well, nobody's in the office on a Saturday, so nobody's going to get that. So we need it on Friday between 8.30 and 5.30, which is in our company policy uh, for all of this. Um, and again, not by phone. We want it to be email because it's trackable. We had somebody who, and I'll just give a little example here. We had somebody who was with us for about eight months. Um, they experienced some personal issues. They had to cancel their services. They forgot to cancel their services. So we, um, showed up to do their regular service and they turned us away. Well, it was like an $800 service and they turned us away saying that they canceled and that they literally bent over backwards, black and blue in the face, saying that they called and left us a voicemail last week to cancel services. Well, they didn't. We saw that they got the appointment reminders. We saw that they got all the stuff. They didn't call. And we ended up being a little lenient, still only charging them the 50%, but we should have charged them the full amount. So make sure you have that via email, via text, or something that is trackable. And then number four, a place for a signature. Um, what this means is when you obtain a new client and you have this in place, they know this, they have to assign on it and acknowledge it. So for example, um, when we get a new client, they get a new client package in that new client package. It has our service terms and cancellation policy. They must sign on that, send it back to us, put in their file before we can even book their services to prevent things like this. Um, so those are my must-haves for a company cancellation policy. I like those. I For us, we are a software company, so it's around subscriptions. And it's basically we want to charge on a yearly basis because we don't want churn, but we will refund people on a monthly basis. So it's not prorated by day. It's prorated by month. So at the end of the month, it could, it would cancel. And we do that for a lot of accounting reasons. It would just be a complete nightmare with eventually for us, thousands, thousands of customers and an accounting nightmare that that would be in the system could probably keep up. But to do it on a monthly basis is easier. And I think the main thing is just be clear in the software business and the subscription business. Nobody 
the challenge is nobody reads those terms of service. I mean, do you <laughs> read the terms of service when you sign up? No, you just hit yes because you want the service and you just agree. And a lot of those terms of service are, they say you have to give 30 days notice or something like that. So the, the challenge with those things is, is that people don't read them. Someone wants to cancel and then they just get mad. Yeah. I want to cancel right now. Just let me cancel right now. And I have canceled subscriptions and it has been monthly and I just live with it. It doesn't make me mad. But if they're, if they, someone actually did do this to us is their service wasn't performing to what we needed. And I think they had a 90 day cancellation policy. And I understand why they did that for their business Mm -hmm. for sure. But by the same token, if you're not performing and it and your service isn't what we need, 90 days is a little bit crazy. So, I mean, ultimately, I did fight them. But the, tr- the trouble is, is I'll never recommend them again. So the, it's this double-edged sword where you need to have something to protect your business. If you're, a, I don't know, I w- as you were talking, what do hairstylists do? What do real estate agents do for people who said they were going to come and you had five homes and you canceled three other you didn't cancel. You basically told people that you were already busy. It Sales may be a little bit different in the sense that you expect because you're on a commission basis. Hey, that's just part of the program and you live and die by that. But where services are being performed, like cleaning a house, uh, even like cleaning, uh, cutting your hair or doing think dentist or things like doctor's appointments or things like that, or a therapist appointment or whatever that is, it it probably makes sense. And I think what your policy about having 50% and 24 hours notice via email. So it's during business hours so that it is clear. I think the hesitation that I have with all of that, as you were talking, I was like, well, maybe we should just make, yeah, they have to sign the terms of service, but then we make it in huge, bold letters, this, but then what happens is, is maybe you scare someone away and they don't know that. Do you read these people in on this? Like, I mean, I know you said require a signature, which can definitely help. But if you harp on it too much, then that person may be like, you know what? Domestic diva is just a pain in the ass and I'm not going to do it. But as a business owner, you may say, okay, and probably in your shoes, you have to say, Okay, well, if you don't agree, I can't do it because I can't stay in business if I don't do this. So I think there's that balance of exactly. you know, being reasonable. If there's a death in the family, right. you know, I think you make an exception. But well, think- and, and we do. We do make exceptions, Brandon. And you know, you're right. We do not take on a client if they do not sign that new client package with those service terms because – Those cancellation policies have saved us in the most ridiculous times. Um, We've had clients that have wanted weekly service eight hours a week. That's a good chunk of money and a good amount of one of our employees' time. And for three, four weeks in a row, the same day, the kid was sick. The father was sick. The dog was sick. You know, and so eventually you give people the chance and you know me, I am a very lenient person, very generous person. 
I am like, you know what? Not a problem. Sorry, your baby's sick the first time. The second, but then I'll say, no problem. But please make sure you understand that typically, if you were to cancel this any other time, you would have to pay 50%. So we give them that one off and then they know. But the amount of times that we've received last minute cancellations, we've had people show up and be like, oh, I forgot to call. We actually can't have the service today because whatever. I have to take the dog to the groomers. Like whatever the reason is, well, sorry, not our problem. Not only do they sign on this, but they also get a week beforehand, they get appointment reminders. They get a text and an email 24 hours beforehand to let them know when we are coming. Plus we stay on regular consistent schedule. So it's not like our services are a Monday here or Wednesday here or Friday here. It is every Monday or every other Monday from 8.30 to 12.30, every Thursday from 12.30 to 5.30, whatever it may be. So there is no reason why these clients do this. Um, We had a client the other day, literally on vacation, emailed us that morning and said, oh my God, we're out of town on vacation. We forgot to leave um, a key for your access. And that was the day of. They got the reminder and they're like, oh my God, well, that's Sorry. You know, there's 50%. You knew you were going on vacation. You got the reminders. And maybe that's harsh, but you have to protect your business because I'd go bankrupt if I paid my staff for not. That's the balance. You got to make sure that you can stay in business and you just tell them, hey, if we don't have this, we can't even provide this service. As you were talking, I was also thinking for listeners out there who may not just do appointments, but may do returns. And I've had a product business before. I think you just have to be clear on on what returns are, what you will accept, and what the what those terms are. On the on the product side, on the returns side, mm-hmm. which is really a cancellation, I'm canceling this product essentially. You do have to understand that free returns is in, going to increase lift. Mm-hmm. on on your sales but it also may re- increase returns which w- may decrease your revenue so again the same thing applies that we're talking about here in services business whether that's a uh, a person coming to perform something or a software as a service mm-hmm. it's the same thing with a product is you're going to have to worry about returns because maybe your sales lift 10% by having free returns but returns are nine percent and actually cost you more money so you have to figure this thing out in the spreadsheet and that's really what we're saying here this cancellation policy thing danielle is very much driven by a financial model which says which says if we don't if our if we have to pay our employees and don't have revenue to cover it then we eventually can't afford to have our business so you really do need to model cancellation policy isn't just a policy that you make up out of your head. It's something that you model in your spreadsheet of what you can afford to withstand, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So in your case, you know, and you explain this, that 50% will at least cover maybe break even. It's maybe break even. It at least gets you some of your, some of it covered so that you're not going completely broke by covering a full day. So and it's probably what the con- customer could swallow because if you said 75% based on whatever your margins are that may cover you to break even, they might not do it. So you, you have to look at this in your financial model. I only mention that because 
I think a lot of people and business owners think that you just make these things up. No. <laughs> you, you need to model this in your spreadsheet, in your financial model that says, what can I afford? Mm-hmm. And, and then, and how that plays out over your P and L and your cash flow. So I just, uh, mentioned that. And there's, there's always the idea that you've got to keep the customer happy, but you do have to stay in business. And that's just part of the, part of the gig. So mm-hmm. I think those were a great tip. Do we miss anything? I don't think so. But um, just to kind of repeat again, just for those people, uh, I know I kind of went on a ramble, but preventing cancellations can also be helpful. You know, have those automated reminders if you're in the service industry. Um, appointment confirmation emails have saved us huge. People email, hey, can I book you guys for a service? We do the stuff. We do everything. And um, they want to go ahead with it in a month's time. Then we send them that, yeah, you're booked in. And then the day of, they're like, oh, well, I forgot or, oh, I didn't confirm. So when we book people in, we put in there, please respond to this email that this appointment time works for you or cancellation policy will apply. And they then have to respond and say, yes, confirmed. If they don't respond, yes, confirmed, we don't book it. So we have went through enough. And with the cleaning industry, it's a little bit different because there are unfortunately lower standards and expectations with things like this. So we're kind of fighting that too. But uh, things like that can really help because it would, honestly, I don't even think we would have a business if we didn't have a cancellation policy. Um, And then my third point about preventing cancellations is actually applying your cancellation policy. Um, If you have one, but don't enforce it, People are going to know that. That's what I mean. Like the first time you can be a little lenient. In case you didn't know, this is actually our cancellation policy. But please note the next time this will happen. The next time, make sure you enforce that. And I'll just drop one really effective tip for people who have appointments that may not be necessarily weekly and where you can leverage direct mail, meaning a physical mail that goes into your mailbox. Mm-hmm is my dentist, when I am done my dental appointment, gets me to fill out the postcard of the reminder. And the psychology behind that is really big because when it shows up in my mailbox, which is they mail it out, I guess, a week, or I usually get it a week or a week before an appointment because a dentist appointment, maybe you go every six months for a cleaning and I think you could do this if it was monthly, is when that shows up, it's not their writing. It's mine. And yeah. there is a, I, I don't I haven't measured, I asked them if we could measure it to do a little experiment, but the, but the lift or the compliance to something like that, I cannot imagine is not higher because it's in your own writing. It at least has that effect on me. And and it's just like, oh, well, I did set that. I am accountable for that time. If I'm going to cancel, I need to yeah. cancel. Um, so that's it for today. Danielle, thanks a lot. Hopefully nobody cancels today on you. <laughs> thanks, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I want to keep my subscriptions. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>